You are welcome to Treyo House of God broadcast, Habel Kuta, Nigeria. This is another edition of the World School program with the theme, Exploits in Greatness. Lesson 13, page 24, on our World School manual. Today's topic is titled, Characteristics of a Good King. Characteristics of a Good King. And our scriptural text shall be taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 10 to 17. Proverbs, chapter 16. I'm reading from verse 10 to 17. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the ways of the bag are his work. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way, preserveth his soul. May God bless the reading of his words in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Our memory verse shall be taken from the same Proverbs chapter 16, the 12th verse. I read, it is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. You need to repeat that yourself over and over again so that it can become part and puzzle of you. Praise the Lord. Shall we bow down our heads in prayer? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we commit today's program into your care. We ask that you come and be our teacher in Jesus' mighty name. We ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to imbibe everything that we are going to be taught today. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Introduction. Who is a king? Our worldly understanding of the term king is a monarch or ruler of a major territorial unit or country whose position is hereditary because of his royal birth. By this, we have an understanding that kingship is as a result of birthright or genealogy. In essence, you cannot claim any right to kingship unless you are from a royal family. As a result, you must have some kind of relationship to the royal family to be called a king. Another option is this, if you do something that is outstanding in the society that warrants you to be so honored, that might give you that kinship status, that might you know, make people say, okay, let's make this person a king because of what he or she has done. Praise the Lord. However, thank God for the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary that gave us that wonderful opportunity as Christians to become king. Every child of God becomes a king in God's kingdom when they enter into his covenant of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. In the book of John chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says, But as many as received him, 
To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. This means that the moment you receive Jesus and invite him into your life and situation, you have received power to become a son. You are now a child of God, and as a child of God, you have received grace to be a partaker into the kingship plan of those that received him. Praise the Lord. Kings, by virtue of their status, are important men in the society. They are not only important, they are peculiar and special. They possess certain outstanding attributes that help us as individuals to look up to them as leaders and as reference points in the society. The whole Bible is about God as a king, his kingdom, and his plans for us as his children. You need to know that the essence of your being here on heart is to reign as a child of God. It is part of God's plan for every one of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. In the book of Romans chapter 8 from verse 29, the Bible says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Hallelujah. By this, we know that God already did for new you. He had predestinated you to conform to the image of his son. And by that, you are justified and glorified to become a king. The moment you confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have entered into the covenants of that kingship. The Bible describes him as the king of kings. Who is that king? He is the king of kings. Jesus Christ is the king of kings. He is that king. While every believer, we are the kings. We are the full expression of Jesus Christ. And we must reflect the character of our father. In the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 26 to 29, the Bible says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. You see from this uh, Bible verse that I just read that we have become the children of God by faith. By the time we give our life to Christ, by the time we express our faith, that by the time we commit our whole being to, to Christ, we have become a child of God. We have become a child of God by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that for as many of us as are baptized into Christ, we have put on Christ. Is that there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither Yoruba or English or German or Italian or whatever. We are all one in Christ. In the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 16 to 17, the Bible says that the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Let me remind you again that 
Your being chosen is premeditated according to the scriptures I read earlier. This is further confirmed in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says that, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You are not just a priest. A priest. You are not just royalty, but a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shield forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise the Lord. And lastly, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible says, And he had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. The Lord has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. Hallelujah. From those Bible passages, we are able to establish our kingship rights in God's kingdom. And just as worldly kings are trained in roles and responsibilities, to guide them in their conduct. As believers too, we need to constantly follow the dictates of the scriptures as regards God's divine guidance as the overall ruler. And this is the purpose of today's teaching. Now, what are those things that qualifies us as kings? What are the distinguishing factors that should be present in our lives as kings and priests? According to where we read in Proverbs chapter 16, the first vital point is divine sentence. Divine sentence. In verse 10 of that Proverbs chapter 16, the Bible says, A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. And for us to have a better understanding of that Bible verse, I'm going to introduce us to the basic standard Bible version. It's where it's explained it much more better. It says, decision is in the lips of the king. His mouth will not go wrong in judging. Decision is in your mouth, is in your lip as a king. You must realize at all times that any time you want to participate or, or, or contribute to a matter, that the decision is in your lips. Your mouth must not go wrong in passing judgment. Divine sentence reside with the king because the powers of a king are absolute. Your power as a king, they are absolute. You have the mandate of dominion. Your word is your authority. Your word is power. It must carry equity, it must carry justice, and it must carry faith. You need to be very, very careful with your utterances. You don't just open your mouth and say anything that comes to mind. Before you even open your mouth at all, you must always remember, I am a king. I must not say just anything. I must not utter just anything at all. Secondly, no one can countermine a king's order. No one can negate his pronouncement or set aside his decree or amend his statutes. In the book of Job chapter 22, verse 28, that's a very common Bible verse that we use almost all the time especially when we want to make a decree and when we are praying to our Father. Is that the Bible says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established on, unto thee. As a king, you will decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. Look at what happened to Adonijah. When he wanted to superimpose himself as king, Solomon's mother, Bathsheba, quickly went up to remind the king David of his promises concerning her son, 
Solomon. King David, you swear that Solomon will reign in your stead. King David had no option to honor his word. After all, he's a king. So as a king, when you say something, you don't say, I was only joking that time. I don't mean what I said. No. People will hold you by your word. In the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, the Bible says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You need to always know that whatever you say is binding. Look at the keys of the kingdom of heaven that we have been given here in this book of Matthew. It said, whatever you bind on heart, when you bind something on heart, it is bound in heaven. The Bible says, when you lose something on heart, when you release it, it is released in heaven. Praise the Lord. Vital point number two, just and balance. As a king and believer, we should be full of wisdom to be just and balanced. We should be full of wisdom to be just and balanced. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 11, the Bible says, A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the ways of the bag are his work. We should realize that there are different measures for everybody, depending on the circumstances and situations. So we must endeavor to apply such measures as and when due. The onus is on you as a king to know which to apply to what, when, and where. We must run away from falsehood and bias. We must not be given to falsehood. Must not, just because others are doing it, we must not join them because we are kings. Hallelujah. God told the children of Israel in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 36. He said, just balances, just weights, a just effort, and a just hint shall ye have. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. As a king, you must have the character of equity. You must have the character of transparency. You must be honest. You must be accountable as well as accurate. When they call you to come and give an account of something that is committed into your hand, you must be as accurate as possible. That is why you must record everything. You must make sure that there are no mistakes anyway. Praise the Lord. In the book of Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says, A false weight is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight are its delight. This means you must be trustworthy. Somebody that can be entrusted with everything. One, we will not disappoint or get carried away because of the moments. A lot, of, a lot of us, we get carried away with what is in our hands because of what we see, because of what we are experiencing right now. No, we must learn to be trustworthy. We must train ourselves to be trustworthy. That's people that somebody, somebody that people can, you know, I, I, I make a reference point of and say you can go to this person if we do this thing according to the way you wanted it done. Hallelujah. A king is the guarantee and instrument of justice which regulates 
all men's dealings. As a king, you must be dependable. You must be trustworthy. Like I said the other time, you must be a point of reference. In the book of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 15, which I'm going to use to round up this vital point, number two, on just and balance, the Bible says, he that justified the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. You are an anathema to God when you justify the wicked. When you condemn the just, you know something is right. And you know, because you want to favor somebody else, you know, say, ah, it is not right. You are, you, you are dribbling them. The Bible says you are an abomination to the Lord. This means God will not reckon with you. Amen. A king must not perpetrate evil. That is vital point number three. As a king, you must not perpetrate evil. You are not given to evil. In the book of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 12, the Bible says, it is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness. In your dealings, wherever you find yourself, be it in business, service to God, at the home front, in your relationship, there must not be any iota of wickedness. You must not be given to wickedness. No matter what the situation is, no matter what every other person is saying, and saying that ah, this is how it should be, you must always remember at the back of your mind what will God say? What will posterity say? You must not be given to evil or wickedness. Proverbs 25 verse 5 says, Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne shall be established in righteousness. Hallelujah. Vital point number four, righteous living. As a child of God with kinship principles, one of the core values should be living in righteousness. Living in righteousness. This should include delight in good speech, that is speaking the right words at the right time. You must take care to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit at all times. Anytime you want to open your mouth, you must take care to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 13 says, Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. A king's word should be appropriate. It should be cheerful, compassionate, discreet, edifying, and encouraging. A king's word should be few, it should be gentle, it should be gracious, helpful, and kind. A king's word should be merciful, modest, prudent, righteous, and sober. A king's word should be thankful, true, and wise. I want you to take note of something. As a king, you must take care not to argue, backbite, boast, complain, criticize, Dominate conversations. You know, sometimes you just want people to hear you. You just want people to hear your voice. You must run away from, from flattery, from talking foolishly, from showing disrespect, from exaggerating, jesting. I am just joking. Lie, telling lies, murmuring, slander, talking bad about other people, saying bad things about somebody else, swearing, tattoo or whispering. Apart from perfection in speech, you must pursue righteousness. The book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says, 
Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. When you love righteousness, God will anoint you with the oil of gladness above your fellows, above your colleagues, above people that you come in contact with. As a believer, you should stand for righteousness. In the book of Psalm 1 verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. As a child of God, you must always remember that you, are, you should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You should not be found in their congregation. You should not be found sitting with them or agreeing with whatever they are saying. Hallelujah. So far, we were able to identify four characters of a good king. The first one is divine sentence. The second one, just and balance. Thirdly, you must not be given to wickedness. And lastly, righteous living. In conclusion, as we do exploits in greatness, we need to be aware of the peculiarities of our call as kings and priests. A lot is expected from us as believers, and we must endeavor to live by the dictates of the Bible without faltering. Shall we close our eyes for prayer? I want you to say after me, let me stand in my right place before you, Lord. In Christ Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thanks for staying tuned. God bless you as you walk in your kinship character and as you excel in your mandate as a true representation of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you again in the next edition of The World School. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. Before we close, we want to invite you to make the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of your life if you are not yet born again. If you want to make that decision today, I want you to say this simple prayer. Pray with me. Say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you today as a sinner with the nature of Adam. I am by nature a sinful man, not by action. I want a new nature, the nature of Jesus Christ, by which I'll be able to function and have oral success. To that extent, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. From today, I receive the Spirit of Christ into my spirit to rule my life so that I can function as a good husband, as a good son to my parents, as a good wife, as a good daughter to my parents, and as a good parent to my children. Thank you, Father, for this privilege. In Jesus Christ's name, I have prayed. Amen. With that prayer, you have come into the family of God. You are welcome into the family of God. I counsel you to locate a good living church with the word of God to attend, whereby you grow therefore. Thank you and God bless. There is no place for you are God all by Thank 
you for staying tuned. Hope to see you in our next service. God bless you. We treasure you powerfully. powerfully.